Welcome to the Becoming Muslim podcast. This is a podcast to shine a light on a beautiful religion where the media might not just do the same. I'm your host, white girl from suburbs of Wisconsin, now living in London, UK, Marilyn Rose. Hello and welcome to the Becoming Muslim podcast, everyone. We are here now in 2021. So last year went by really quickly. If you're brand new to this channel and you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever we are and wherever you are, I'm very happy to have you here. My name is Marilyn Rose and I'm going to keep the intro edited hopefully and in the front of this podcast. But I wanted to speak to you a little bit about 2020 in reflection, covid what it's like to be a new Muslim or a convert, whether you're new or not new, but being a convert and being in isolation. So recap of 2020, I don't need to go down or throw down what all happened. We hopefully we're all here. Hopefully we've all made it nicely, sanely and happily. Essentially, What's been going on, everyone, is that, alhamdulillah, all praise to Allah, is that we made it. (laughs) We did it. We are still here. And when I'm saying we did it, I'm trying to be a little playful. But let me start off with a little bit of a reflection for where this podcast has been in 2020. So I pretty sure in my last podcast, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be more consistent. So pump for it. And then obviously 2020 hit and I was like, "Mm, wasn't having it. And the main reason why that happened is because one, a lot of podcasts that I see popping up and such another one also trying to take on name peeps. Alhamdulillah, there's an abundance of people listening. So you want to listen. I just want to make sure that this podcast isn't something that you listen purely for entertainment. It first started off as more like a journal reflection and a time and a place for me to come and share my experience so that it would help ease anybody else's experience. And obviously, like, obviously I want to make sure that I always start off with saying like, I'm not a scholar. I'm not giving any thick rulings. Like I'm not going to tell you all the X, Y, Z. I love the scholars. And the best thing is for you to go find a local scholar. So that's my, my disclaimer. And the biggest thing is that when this podcast is coming out, it's not something that's just like for entertainment. It's mainly me answering questions that I've had speaking with a lot of you who listen. Thank you again so much for listening and really just trying to figure out my best to like research and doing a lot of it was mainly because I want, I needed a place to share my experience. And so that's a little 2020 reflection for our podcast. A little maintenance thing is I did come up with the Instagram account, becoming Muslim podcast account, I haven't figured out how to get the Becoming Muslim podcast IG handle. So if you work for Instagram or Facebook and you want to volunteer that information, please send it through. But the main thing is that I wanted to start this podcast with more so a place for 
or that IG account is for anybody who wants to connect, have share stories, more like anything. I feel enticed to post. <laughs> it's not a consistent place. But again, if there are any volunteers who want to start posting on that regularly, I wanted to make Becoming Muslim a community space. But first, I had to figure out my own grounding. And that took some time. And for you as a new Muslim, it might take some time too. But I just wanted to share this space because, you know, even when I give this caveat, like now... 2020 or 21 coming when I shared that caveat of like I'm not a scholar like go find your local scholar most people would ask me okay where do I find a local like qualified scholar usually I'd say for men go to the masjid for ladies go to the masjid (laughs) um ask somebody to ask the imams to connect you to somebody in the community the pious people are usually at the masjid inshallah and a big portion of that question comes down to, well, what if there are no masjids around? Or especially now during COVID, if masjids aren't really open for community activities, Alhamdulillah, in a lot of places for prayer, masjids are still open. So if you can make it to a masjid as a man, you go to the masjid. For a lady, you, Alhamdulillah, can still have all the best rewards at home so it's different obviously if there's community stuff that's not happening it's best to try to connect with an online community so hence becoming muslim has now become more important than ever (laughs) from just making sure that we have a safe space community for people for our muslim brothers and sisters to come and connect and also find resources on how they can do the holy things better, inshallah. So inshallah means God willing. So that's that portion of hopefully 2020 wrapped. And now let's get into the meat of the conversation. When 2020 pandemic hit, the masjids closed, communities closed, people already feeling lonely as a convert. Convert's experiences are very much, for me, it was like this. I had a few Muslim brothers and sisters, a few Muslim sisters were like, oh, yeah, we'll be your BFFs, help you along the way. Then life happened, and they scurried off (laughs) to do their own thing. And alhamdulillah, it just felt like me all alone on this journey. I had nobody I was like okay who nobody is gonna understand my process like I went through so much and keep this story in mind because I will come into a little bit of our secret power as Muslims for what has been so amazingly helpful so essentially again you go through that experience and you could become completely alone so now since I live in London but I'm still American (laughs) if you've ever been to London and you've gone on the train system there are these gaps and the British lady on the microphone always says mind the gap please and some gaps they're not so big some gaps are huge but as a new muslim what it kind of feels like is you have fallen into the gap and you just see people constantly walking over but you have nobody else to pull you out and while that sounds like it's like oh no that sounds like a <laughs> lonely experience i truly firmly believe for me any time of my lonely experience was only for me 
to learn to connect more and learn to have more love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as one. Because let's face it, like friends, fam, at the end of the day, you are never truly alone because we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with us. Always, like I was just reading in the book that it was saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is closer to his servant than his own jugular vein. So we must know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is right there with us. And that makes it so important for us as Muslims, as new Muslims, as converts, as newly coming into Islam. Like one of the first steps for me that I had to really grow, and especially coming from a background of Christianity, you just learn about God differently. And so when you learn the trueness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you learn about Allah first, the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just becomes more clear, alhamdulillah, and it becomes more impactful. And that love for Allah has truly been something that's been so much more great. And when you're, even when you're in the loneliest times, like if you're just praying in prayer and you're in sujood, your head, your forehead is to the prayer mat. Like alhamdulillah, everything feels great. You could be like sick, you can be ill, and you just get to that moment and you just feel that closeness. That's the best, 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 best feeling ever. And so, always know that if even if you are a hundred miles away, that you feel that you're away from Allah Subhanahu wa If you take one step towards Allah. Allah will run to you, run to you, run to you, arms open. (laughs) Like you just have your arms open and you go running because the closer you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every single other thing in this world just feels so temporary. (laughs) It feels so much better when you have the belief in Allah's oneness and Allah's mercy. And we just know that there is the afterlife of Jannah, of paradise, waiting for us. And so all of these temporary moments is just pretty chill. (laughs) It just can be looked at as more chill. And of course, we are all hit up with our own hardships, our own trials, our own tribulations. And you're never given anything more than you can handle, which is so amazing to hear because whatever weight of the world is feeling on your shoulders just remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there to lift it off Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there to make sure life can be more so that you can handle it like he's not going to give you anything that is too much for you so the best thing is anytime you have those trials and tribulations turn closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that's honestly, it's just been what's got me through 2020 and hopefully will get me through the rest of my life is just remembering that inshallah. So this year I've done my own reflections of 2020 is I've gone on my own path of making sure to get closer to actually like taking what I'm saying is getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa And the first thing is that like we as Muslims are given 
a complete guidebook, a complete guidebook, a complete manual. And I'm a manual reader. Like I love manuals. I love descriptions. Like I'm love, like here's exactly how you do it. I'm a person that I would rather read the instructions completely front to end and then follow step-by-step of putting together Ikea furniture than just trying to figure it out because that like frustration isn't worth it for me. So (laughs) making sure like I'm a manual person. And even if you're not, like we have been given a complete guidebook, a complete manual on how to live this life and how to uh, live in this world, even though it might seem so far away. Um, This manual is our manual of the Quran Sharif. In our Quran, alhamdulillah, we believe that that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's words direct from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like through our prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and so we have this wonderful guidebook to help us get through and now most of the time a lot of people don't know how to read guidebooks or manuals and so we have been given like a custom alhamdulillah the best of all creation, a guide to show us how to live out that manual. And that is what is called the doing sunnah acts of the Prophet It's doing things in which the way the Prophet did. And all of these things, even though it might seem like so far away ago, they're still completely relevant. And alhamdulillah for me, I have a wonderful Muslim family, alhamdulillah, that... It has been easier to be more aware of learning about Sunnah things. But if you're a new Muslim and you don't have that yet, or you don't necessarily have like so many things of like Sunnah things have been put into culture and it's easy to just do it because you might think, oh, it's a cultural thing. But in American culture, like Western culture, it's not. It's like so crazy because like it's almost like the West tries to take you away from a lot of the Sunnah. And so... It's really beautiful to see um, and just to be surrounded by understanding like what are things that are the way the Prophet did. And so, I mean, simple things of like eating with your right hand or eating with three fingers are things. um, And I would love to do a podcast more in depth of this. I have to do more research so that like I can come to you with like the facts (laughs) but as for now like this podcast again has been more so just my experience and when alhamdulillah like you ever need anything at all just please message me and i'll make sure to connect you to the right people inshallah so for example like doing things in a way that the prophet uh, had lived his life like if you've ever heard of a miswak which is like god's given toothbrush like alhamdulillah it's so cool um of using that like during your wudu or like using it after you eat like so many things i've realized that like islam says everything first and now only now science is deciding to like prove things are good for you even though like we as muslims have it had it in our handbook the whole time (laughs) the whole time people so it's actually really cool just to understand that, just to like kind of want, it might be something that this might intrigue you into saying like, okay, let me learn more about Sunnah things. And again, maybe if somebody is like volunteers for the podcast, I can just help and we can create something that would be like a Sunnah podcast or Sunnah like tips of the week on the IG. I don't know. Just coming up free thoughts with you here. This is just something that I really want to make sure that we 
it's, this is here for like conversation. Obviously, I'm here talking to myself. You're listening to me or wherever you are. But <laughs> I'm getting no live feedback because I'm just doing this in my room. And um, that's the way that it goes. But I really want to make sure that, you know, as a new Muslim, as a convert, even if you're not new, just remember that like we're never alone. And the more we learn to love Allah subhanahu wa as one and to learn about our Prophet and learn stories about the Sahabas and the other Prophets of Allah, that we will truly learn so many deeper lessons. And these lessons are timeless. These lessons are meant for us. These lessons are always going to be impactful. And the values that you have inside of this wonderful book, the values that we get, it's just so beautiful because even wherever you are on this journey, Allah subhanahu wa has never left you alone. You've always been here. And as a new Muslim, it's kind of cool because, I mean, you get on this journey and it's like you get a breath of fresh air, however you came about to Islam. And when you learn this love of Islam, this love of this religion, it's like you get a brand new life (laughs) alhamdulillah like it's like a brand new experience of just being able it's like you were almost like reawoken it was like you were blind so many times and just reawoken and so alhamdulillah it's really cool to be able to go through this experience and so i hope you remember what i was saying earlier is that we have like a superpower of a muslim and that superpower is to make dua the making dua is like praying is praying it's not your salah your prayer but it's when you make conversation it's you literally can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything that you want and alhamdulillah the power of dua people when you do dua it's so important that you uh, make dua with so much conviction because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is how you see him and if you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so merciful so giving You'll know, like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, is loves you and wants you. Will be here to help you. And they say in your du'as, like if you aren't given your du'a, how you asked in this life, as long as obviously it's halal for. If you're not giving it in this life, you're gonna be given it in Jannah. And always, like you're probably gonna get something better. It's like we ask for, like maybe we're asking for like a ski experience but Allah wants to give you a mountain like (laughs) alhamdulillah it's so cool because we just have to know that sometimes like whatever big or small your dua is constantly keep making that dua and do it with so much as if you're having a conversation with Allah subhanallah and I'm just gonna tell you this like so so much like I've been praying so much for this dua okay people because I prayed for this one dua and I want to share with you just the power okay just background if again this is the first time you're hearing me like the OGs out there they probably know my story but um, again I'm an American um, Muslim convert and I grew up as like a Mexican, like white suburban girl, like in a small town in Wisconsin. And I was a cheerleader, like all-star cheerleader. So it was like a whole experience, right? And I was a cheerleader, did lots of flips, fun things. And um, I still like those skills, but I obviously then I married somebody who was a 
already born Muslim and they had a different, completely different cultural background than me and so many different things. Obviously, I moved to London. So I had so many different things going on and I was like praying Allah like, I was like, cool, like, and any new Muslims that I met, I was like, oh, that's so amazing. I met a lot of new, like, British Muslims, alhamdulillah, but I still, nobody understood my story of, like, oh, being an American, like, married to the, well, all these things, and I just kept praying to Allah, like, please, Allah, like, ha- let me meet somebody who understands, like, obviously, one, as I'm listening to this, like, alhamdulillah, Allah, subhanAllah, understands everything, like, more than we understand, but I just kept praying, like, Allah, please, like, I just want to meet somebody who understands like how I grew up and also like this new love of Allah and all of these different things. I just prayed. And I kid you not, like when I, this year, not like last month, last month. So I've been praying so many, so many months, so many years. And I've been praying, praying, praying. And I had gone to Dubai. And now, okay, just think I'm an American Muslim living in London. And I flew to Dubai. And in Dubai, I met, connected with Americans and went to this event of like a halakha. And I went to this halakha and I kid you not, I was connected with a Muslim convert from Ohio who also married like somebody from a different country. And she also was a cheerleader. And I was so like alhamdulillah it was just so nice because i even though i met her only for a second like part of me felt like i met her for so long because it was just something that i had prayed for for so long and alhamdulillah allah subhanahu gives you so many like hidden blessings so many allah subhanahu is there to answer your du'as so even if you're feeling alone right now, just remember that you have like your secret superpower, which isn't so secret, but you can make du'a for anything and pray to Allah as if you already, like if already Allah wants to give it to you. So just remember like the power of du'a is so important. And for anybody, obviously, like this is another deep portion. If anybody who's out there who's listening and your family isn't Muslim, Yet, inshallah, that's of course something that you always make dua for as well. And that's a conversation I think that might have to be for like a deeper thing. Or if you just message me, we can have these conversations. But for now, I just wanted to reach in, speak to you about essentially just growing our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even during times of a pandemic. And just know that you're never alone. Like, you're never, never, never alone. And a really amazing, cool thing is that I had this conversation with some people, and we were talking about, we were just reflecting on 2020, and we were talking about, like, oh, you know, kids will never remember this pandemic, but what they will learn is how you responded during this pandemic. So I don't have any kids yet, inshallah. Obviously, I have, like, little kitties in the family, alhamdulillah, but I don't have any kids of my own yet, inshallah. But... My point is that we like to talk about like these things. (laughs) And so we were talking about like kids will learn how you respond. And Alhamdulillah, I was with a wonderful human, a teacher of mine, mashallah, tabarakallah. And she had said, regardless of how, like when you start to learn more about 
the Prophet and the Sahabas, and you learn about how they responded to decisions, regardless how your parents act, regardless how anybody else acted around you or responded around you, you now have a new framework of a new guideline of like how these Sahabas responded to different situations and how our Prophet responded to different situations with so much alhamdulillah, so much belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's just such different character, so many things that you wouldn't see normally through like crisis. Obviously, like you're not going to be seeing people running towards the toilet paper like hall and trying to snatch all toilet paper you're gonna start seeing like when you learn more about prophetism and the sabbath it's just almost like getting a new piece it's like a piece on how you can respond to certain situations and act with like an elegance almost and also it's like it's just like a new wisdom that allah has given us like through these stories that you can implement into your life and it shows just so much ease for every situation and so alhamdulillah it's really important just to be surrounded by amazing amazing people who are those who are like learning about allah subhanahu wa but first and foremost like if you're completely isolated and you have nobody else around like alhamdulillah you have the prophet you have the story all of the Prophet Sallallahu stories, you have all of the stories of the Sahabas, and you have, of course, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in speaking to you through the Quran. And so it's so important that you just remember, like, regardless of all these trials, these tribulations and everything, like, we, we have Allah. So I will leave it at that. And inshallah, you found this a little bit beneficial and i want to of course connect with you speak to you more and if you go to the becoming muslim podcast instagram and dm me there i'll be there to message you back it's usually me it's always me there's nobody else yeah it's always me so alhamdulillah if there's anything that i can do for you then of course do that do me a quick favor if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and got any benefit from it, then make sure that you go ahead and you message in the comments, leave a comment and review in this podcast, and please share it to anybody who you might find beneficial. So thank you so much, and I uh, hope you have a wonderful time until the next episode. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.